ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. What's happening on the big screen and the small? What to watch. And for a look at uh, movies and things to watch on telly this week, uh, Wen Lee Ma joins us. Wen Lee, good evening and welcome to Nightlife. Hello. Force of Nature, The Dry 2 is out. This is the Eric Banner film. It went so well in the first iteration, didn't it? So what's the new one like? Mr. and Mrs. Smith, a <laughs> TV remake. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, Rice Boy Sleeps. We'll talk about that in a moment too. Well, the... The remake, not the remake, the second version or the, you know, the dry part two. After the first one was such a success, there'd be expectation on this, wouldn't there? What's yeah. It? Well, because the first one made $20 million mm. and that was at the beginning of 2022 or was it 2021? It was 2021 when mm. cinemas around the world were largely closed, Hollywood wasn't releasing things mm. and all of a sudden you had this like fairly blockbuster for Australian films mm. Mm. Uh, come out in cinemas, nothing else was really out and also like it was okay, it was pretty good. Like it was a solid yeah, mystery. So- hmm. Yeah, so now you've got another one. Uh, and the number of sequels in Australian cinema are really, really short. Like we do not make a second one. No. I think most of the time we barely make the money back we're on the barely, first one. We're barely trying to raise the money to make the first one. That's exactly. Right. So <laughs> the idea that there is even a sequel to something is an outlier at, in itself. And they definitely thought it was going to do um, decent enough Money because uh, they it was supposed to come out last year and uh, they pulled back the release because of the actor strike because Eric Banner wouldn't have been able to mm-hmm. promote it and they just kind of really wanted to get you know everything lined up so that it could maximize sort of audience uh, potential and stuff and you know what the second one it's okay too also kind of okay <laughs> I, I enjoyed it it is what it is it's uh, it it's, it is it, not an it's all- a what it's a, it's, a th- it's a crime thriller it's again, a crime it? thriller there yeah. are parts of it that I really, really like. Um, I should say, I mean, it's technically called Force of Nature colon The Dry 2 and there's nothing dry about it because now they're in the rainforest and it is really It's got nothing wet. to do with the first movie, has it? Other or... than the fact that it's got the same character, Aaron Falk, uh, so uh-huh. the character Eric Banner plays, but this is basically, it's like another murder mystery of the week. So mm-hmm. he's jumped to a different case in a very he's different town. He's in a different town. Different town, different part of Victoria, mm-hmm. different case because he's now in the financial crimes unit and uh, they're investigating a company for all kinds of corporate malfeasance and nefarious accounting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's got an insider, this character named Alice, played by Anna Torv, who is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Anna Torv is always wonderful. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, they're leaning on her heavily because they've got, also got her for embezzlement. So if she doesn't help them, uh, then she's going to prison. And in the middle of all of this, she has to go on a corporate retreat, in a hike in a rainforest with mm-hmm. four of her colleagues, mm-hmm. uh, all women. Deborah Lee Furness is also part of that crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, this is movie magic, suspend your disbelief stuff because what happens is these five women go into the rainforest. None of them are experienced hikers. Mm-hmm. They have no satellite phones, no GPS tracking, one paper map between them and no guide. Can you guess what's going to happen? <laughs> It's not going to end well. <laughs> it's no. not. So five of them go in, four of them come out. The mm. one who doesn't come out is Alice, and it's a race against time to try and rescue her, find her, find out what happened to her. Uh, and, you know, wrapped up in all of this is the fact that she was threatened, or feeling threatened, because she was about to whistleblow on this 
company and also that same stretch of woods which is you know very spooky i don't know why people keep going into the woods i would never go into the woods bad things happen in the woods <laughs> uh, that is also the same stretch of woods where aaron the character as a child his mother disappeared and there is also kind of this backstory of a it used to be a serial killer's haunting uh-huh. hunting is it, got, is, it got, is it got the same pr- same production crew on it. I mean, Robert yeah. Connolly's the director again. So Robert Connolly did it again. Uh, it's got the same producers as well. So like Bruno Papandrea. Same writers. Same writers, yeah. and uh, so it is. If you liked the dry, I think you'll like Force of Nature, the dry too. Mm-hmm. While atmospherically, it's so different because I feel like the first one had that kind of weird that crackle because it was so the heat was so repressive, and now this one is like everything is just dripping all the time. <laughs> Here's a bit from it. Uh, it's Force of Nature, colon, The Dry 2. Alice has been on her own for more than 30 hours. Why does she call you? A couple of feds out of their natural habitat. Daniel Bailey, you work with Alice? She's a very highly regarded member of our team. No mobile phones. You need a social media free weekend, ladies. You'll survive. Your mind starts to play tricks on you out there. Like you're being watched. Was Alice up to something? I think people make their own choices. Although we're not always clear of the consequences, are we, Alice? See, Australians like their stories being told. That's the thing. And if they're done reasonably well, we do... We do like them. We do like them. Mm. And you know what? The one thing I really, really do like about this is the five female characters that go into the woods is they are all unlikable. They Mm. didn't feel like this pressure to make somebody a worthy victim or assume that if they're unlikable, audiences aren't going to care what happens to them. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a fairly bold choice. You know, Anatov's character, Alice, she is a piece of work, (laughs) but you're still kind of invested in how she, you know, if she does or doesn't survive. Okay, Force of Nature, The Dry 2. Stars for it? Three stars, solid. Three stars, okay, solid three stars. Okay, worth seeing. Now, the Mr. the remake of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes, I was so excited and sceptical about this. Excited mm. because this, uh, when it was first announced a few years ago, it was supposed to have Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. They were going to you know, work on it creatively, writing it. they were going to write it together and they were going to star in it. And then Phoebe Waller-Bridge dropped out of the project not long afterwards, citing creative differences. And, uh, and then it's kind of you're apprehensive because this is a remake of the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie movie from 2005, which famously is the movie they hooked up on. And, mm. uh, mm. you know, uh, at the start of the project, he was married to Jennifer Aniston and really by the end of it, he wasn't. <laughs> and so it was famously this movie where they had incredible on-screen chemistry. How do you recreate that? I think the answer to that, in which the show does really well, is you don't try to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So in the movie, they're this couple who have been married for a few years and they have this, their secret lives as assassins uh, and they don't know that about each other. Whereas here, they are strangers who are assigned together to go undercover as a married couple while they carry out missions. So they already know each other and it's kind of like a low-key indie rom-com almost in that you see these two people thrust in an 
unusual situation and how they fall in love. And they have this really spiky dynamic, which I think is just so different to what Brangelina did. Mm -hmm. And that it's just really sensual and sometimes it's languid. Sometimes it's like a talky New York movie and sometimes it's like, you know, an international spy thriller because they also have episodes set in uh, the Italian Alps or Lake Como and it looks amazing or they're at this high-end auction and other times they're just wandering around a farmer's market or they're having a dinner party at home. They just, I think it's a really smart and clever remake. I think the energy of it works really well for what it's trying to do and they're really smart to move away from the movie. Mm, okay. All right. It's uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, it's on, where you can see it? Do you see it on Amazon Prime? Is that it? Yes, it's on Amazon Prime. All the episodes are available now. There are eight episodes. There are also, um, so the other co- co-lead is Maya Erskine, who's mm-hmm. very good in this. And there's a like an absolute killer's cast of guest stars, including like John, John Turturro and Sharon Horgan, Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Ron Perlman, Everyone is in this Parker Posey. It's just like, I think it's one of the first big shows of 2024 when I went, you know what? I'm going to remember this show at the end of the year. And that mm-hmm. is not true for a lot of things. <laughs> is it a kind of subgenre of cozy crime here? Is it a cozy, cozy it's crime not espionage? Cozy. It's just kind of, it's just sensual. Mm, okay. It's sensual and sexy in a way that isn't super, super obvious. Okay. Apparently, there was also a 90s TV show called Mr. and Mrs. Smith with a similar premise that had um, like, Scott Bakula, I think, but mm-hmm. it's been largely forgotten and no one's really mentioned it. And I don't think this show is a direct kind of remake or connection to that. Here it is, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They didn't bring up that we'd be paired until the last interview. It's an old KGB tactic. They draw less attention as a couple. Very romantic. What is it that you two do? Work software and engineers administer single dose, no casualties. Ah! What? Ah! You think if the company hadn't matched you, you'd be compatible? You You're like sitting a underneath a shelter I made. Oh, I made this fire. Oh, I got you this I fish. Shelter, food, fire, water. <laughs> it's just very cool. Yeah. If you've ever seen Atlanta, that Donald Glover's show, it's uh, it reminds me of that because the the spirit of it is very similar, and it's got a lot of cool kind of millennial directors like Amy Sennett's um, mm-hmm. involved okay. and Hero Mirai. Stars, four stars, four stars. Okay, very good. Now uh, we. Well, the entire world's in love with Korean film and TV, aren't they? Because, yes, because of Squid Game and Parasite and yeah. everything else. Now, Rice Boy Sleeps. What's this? This is a Canadian drama, uh, a Korean-Canadian drama, because the Mm. filmmaker is uh, Anthony Shim, and he moved from Seoul to Vancouver when he was a very little kid, or maybe a baby, actually. Um, And it's semi-autobiographical. He drew a lot from his own life, so it's about a single mother and her young son growing up in Canada in the 1990s. Um, So it starts off when he's a kid in primary school, and then it picks up again it flashes forward to when he's 15 years old and it is just this really beautiful emotionally relatable uh specific but universal story about this mother who sacrificed a lot who gave up a lot to raise her son in this foreign land that is not always welcoming you know he got bullied a lot as a kid at school you know his teacher even suggested after his first day that he changes or he takes an English anglicized name as well Um, and then you see these scenes where he's 15 and you know what every 15 year old is a 
bit of a dick. Mm-hmm. And uh, he certainly is a bit of a dick at 15. And, you know, he's drifting away from his mother. He's trying to find his own identity with a group of friends and trying to sort of assert, I guess, the Canadianness of his identity. And then something sort of happens and they have to um, come back together to tr- for him to really appreciate where he comes from, but also where she comes from. Mm-hmm. And it is... You know, we are getting these sorts of stories recently, um, these sort of diaspora community experiences. So I'm thinking of like Lulu Wong's The Farewell, which was a Chinese-American story. Um, certainly Past Lives from last year, which is a Korean-American story Wonderful. as well. Amazing story. Incredible Amazing film. film. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Only two Oscar nominations. I thought How it was going to get more. How is that possible? I know. Is it got because- one for screenplay and it got one for best picture, which is, you know, a, not an like a pretty remarkable feat for a first-time director to be nominated seriously, in Best Picture. Seriously, people, if you haven't seen Past Lives, it's around, isn't it? It it's is a, around. You can get it on digital now. Yeah, yeah. It's around Past Lives, it's called, and it's... Phenomenal. 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 Mm. And Rice if Boys... You, if, you don't, if you aren't moved by this, you are not moved <laughs> You're by... kind of dead inside, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's also Minari, which was a Korean-American story that came out mm. a few years ago, uh, set in the 1980s about an immigrant family as well, trying to kind of make it in America. Mm. So we're getting more and more of these stories that are very... And generally almost all semi-autobiographical from their filmmakers. And so you get that authenticity and that genuine connection between the story and the audience because I think you do also go in knowing that it's, you know, a lot of this is rooted in what really happened, but also they have these themes that just uh, transver- just goes over many different cultures because it doesn't, it's not just you have to have been a Korean Canadian immigrant in Vancouver, but also like that would apply to lots of diaspora communities in Australia. Oh. Maybe you're Greek Australian, um, or maybe you know you yeah. are Turkish German, and these stories just I think really get at something that uh, you know before long you'll find that you are weeping through a scene that didn't seem that emotionally significant. It was fairly banal. <laughs> Wendy Mars with us. This is filmmaker Anthony Shim talking about the universality of the story on stage at the Toronto International Film Festival. This is where Rice Boy Sleeps, which is the film we're talking about, Rice Boy Sleeps. Yeah, this is where it first premiered. This is Anthony Shim. And then it was after the script was starting to get passed around and people started reading it that I realised, oh, wow, th- like, I'm not that special. <laughs> this story actually is a lot more relatable than I thought. Um which was a huge relief um, because I did worry a little bit that like, oh, if I be making this so specific to the Korean experience, am I alienating audiences? Um, am, is it, am I making a film that's only for the, like, this tiny community of Korean Canadians in Vancouver? Mm, not so. <laughs> no, it's really good. Um, the music is stunning. And also he uses a lot of, he just does a lot of long takes, whether he doesn't cut and he doesn't do a lot of editing. And so you feel like the rawness of those performances. Oh, okay. Stars? Four stars. Four stars. Gee, good things this week. All right, so just to summarise, Force of Nature, The Dry 2. This is Eric Banner's um, second go at the dry. It's in cinemas at the moment. Anna Torv, Debbie Finesse. Uh, three stars for that. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the T remake on TV. Four stars. <laughs> Donald Glover and Maya Erskine in that. And Rice Boy Sleeps, uh, this new Korean drama. 
as well, which is available. Where would we see That's this? That's in cinemas. Um, in probably cinemas. more your independent cinemas. Yeah. And I would also say go out and see it as soon as you can because these small movies don't tend to hang around for yeah. very long. Yeah. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith, by the way, is on Amazon Prime video. Wenli, great to see you back. Thank you. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife.